So the stress formula handy. It'll help maintain your cool amongst all that shopping madness. I'm Chuck Weiss for AltaCaliforniaBotanicals.com. Do you have a great idea for a product or service but don't know where to start? Are you looking to expand your current business? Women's Initiative of San Francisco began its business management training program for low-income, high-potential women in 1988. To attend a free orientation on how you can achieve your dream of starting your own business, or for more information, please contact 415-641-3460 or visit womensinitiative.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Planned Parenthood is a trusted healthcare provider, an informed educator, a passionate advocate, and a global partner helping similar organizations around the world. Planned Parenthood delivers vital reproductive health care, sex education, and information to millions of women, men, and young people worldwide. For nearly 100 years, Planned Parenthood has promoted a common sense approach to women's health and well-being based on respect for each individual's rights to make informed, independent decisions about health, sex, and family planning. Please visit PlannedParenthood.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. The Berkeley Free Clinic was founded in 1969 as a street medicine clinic, but quickly found a permanent home in the Berkeley community. It has become an icon in the area and has served countless thousands in a variety of ways during its 45-year history. Fees have never been charged for any services, materials, medications, or supplies provided at the Berkeley Free Clinic. Income has been generated solely via individual or organizational donations and government programs. To volunteer your time or to make a donation or for more information, visit berkeleyfreeclinic.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Meals on Wheels is dedicated to fostering independent living for San Francisco seniors by providing hot, nutritious meals delivered to their homes. They're committed to fostering independent living for as long as possible. For more information, please call Meals on Wheels at 415-920-1111. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. that sound is mutiny radio listeners my mutineers i'm back because two jobs hospital bills no insurance the state that can't keep me down i'm here and we're going to talk about that kind of thing and how hard it is for all of you working here and in the world today and i've been gone for a while but we're going to bring it back in style. If I have any new listeners, I'm going to tell you what we're all about here in a minute. But as usual, we start with In the Hall of the Mountain King. This particular version is by the Marimba Bells because you are tuned in to Mutiny Radio. And this is The Stranger in a Strange Land. 
If you want to call up, the phone number is 415-550-0511. That's 415-550-0511. And I have some news, current events from around the world here in these fine United States. And yes, some politics for you. So stay tuned. Some great music as well. The Stranger in a Strange Land on Mutiny.
Beautiful, imitable Nina Simone, and uh, it's actually some Miles Davis, though it is a, a remix. It's uh, gonna be some fun stuff here. I, so I, I realize when I look at the stats, as we are in this new year here, firmly embedded into 2014, I have uh, new listeners. I have it's grown, and uh, there's a different kind of audience that listens to this show. Um, and different people come to it. I know uh, people are into the politics, so we're not going to give up on that and the current events that we update you with. But also, people kind of like the theme shows that I do every once in a while, and, and they'll come after the fact and listen to those. So we'll have some of those this year, too. Um, but of course, yes, those politics. And uh, since I haven't been here for a while, I mean, there's a lot to cover. Of course, the State of the Union address. Uh, <laughs> Didn't really say anything controversial to upset anyone. I mean, he apparently is going to give a pass to everyone between uh, the financial titans of Wall Street and, um, you know, dictators around the world and the Republicans. Didn't really, wasn't really hard on anyone. And uh, just continuing to make weak proposals, weak sauce proposals. Hey, he's going to raise that minimum wage to $10.10. And only for federal workers, only federal contract workers, and actually not any of the current contracts, only ones that are renewed, only new ones. So starting from when he made that proposal, that's excluding a lot of people, actually. Um, he did announce new fuel efficiency standards for trucks to combat climate change. He, you know, of course, said that climate change is a fact. The debate is settled. Thank God that someone in Washington DC acknowledges scientific fact that's that's refreshing I guess I mean it's bold I want to say uh, he's ordered his administration to partner with cities and states to shift towards cleaner energy eh, he's kind of had a balanced idea of clean energy including a lot of dirty energy so I'm not going to give him too much credit on that. Launching four new manufacturing institutes this year and uh, creating the starter savings accounts for workers with no 401ks or IRAs for retirement, asking uh, CEOs to come up with best practices to help the long-term unemployed. Because if there's one group of people who really care about the unemployed, it's CEOs, right? Because they, they've been there. Uh, he wants to partner with tech companies to improve web connectivity in schools. Uh, I got nothing to criticize about that. Good for him. Of course, if there's any group of people who can criticize him over any little thing, it's Republicans. Um, he pretty much let them off the hook in his State of the Union. And uh, uh, Representative Steve Stockman, who got up and walked out halfway through the address, so didn't even pay attention to what he was saying, later asked his uh, constituents on Twitter, should I impeach Obama? Hmm. No reason. No particular thing. Just, should I do it? Should I? Do you guys like that? You guys love it, don't you? Aren't I a darling? Well, uh, on immigration, of course, we know the Republicans are kicking that can down the road, and so did Obama in his speech and probably the rest of the year. He failed to address the roots of income inequality and uh, also this immigration kerfuffle of course we should note we're unhappy with 
the Obama administration. Not for the same kooky, crazy reasons that the leadership on the right uh, claim to be, even though they're just disingenuous, but we actually have real reasons. Um, speaking of immigration, his administration has deported nearly two million undocumented immigrants. Uh, that it would be, I believe, more than his predecessor. Obama's coziness with and failure to regulate or punish fraud from the big banks. Uh, his education reform, quote unquote, just gives, you know, gives it over to the corporate privatization, which is not more efficacious. Obama's call to ramp up and embrace our now pervasive surveillance state, his hypocrisy about drone warfare and uh, dedication to state secrets, uh, just all of those things. Far and beyond previous presidents, he's just gone further right on some of those things and uh, attempted to ram through corporate-loving, population-harming, trans-Pacific partnerships in secret, uh, we've talked about that before in the show, and we will in the future. His failure to do much about the racist drug war and discriminatory sentencing. It was a, a mild relief to know that um, they found one discrepancy, the whole, uh, uh, Eric Holder uh, and Obama, and they've, they've started to bridge some of those gaps, but still a lot to be done. And um, counterproductive energy policy, huge expansion, the number of countries we're fighting secret wars in with special ops. Um, in, in 2013 alone, elite U.S. forces were deployed in 134 countries around the globe, 123% increase during uh, the Obama years, and it just, just demonstrates how, you know, all this CIA, the CIA drone campaign, uh, extensive spying, all this is just projection of machismo, and the American empire is just continuing to grow. Um, of course, you won't hear these criticisms come from Republican leadership, not for real factors, because the villainous GOP leaders are more than happy to agree with him on that, destroy the environment, kill American citizens, steal from the poor to feed the rich, spy on you. They have to, in fact, there's very little that they actually genuinely disagree with him on. They have to make up stupid shit to criticize the president for because he's on their side more often than not. Well, Americans aren't really falling for it. In a recent poll, uh, Democrats are seen as more willing to cross the aisle and uh, partner with Republicans, and Republicans are more extreme, more willing to work with the other party. Uh, Americans said the Democratic Party 62%, Republicans only 27%. I'm surprised it's that high. Uh, one of the most obstinate Congresses we've had uh, since they've been taking records on it. And um, who's more concerned with the needs of the people? Well, 32% Republicans and 52% Democrats. I don't think either of them really are. So uh, I guess that's a kind of fair uh, <laughs> judgment. Um, is more extreme in its positions. Republican Party, 54%. So over half and Democrats, 35 And is more influenced by lobbyists, 47% to Republicans and 30% to Democrats. Um, neither were found to be very ethical. And uh, neither were found to really be able to ma manage the federal government people were kind of split on who could do the job because when you ask Americans should we just vote them all out regardless of the party they agree that's when you do it but one party is clearly seen as more extreme and uh, they have a they have a brilliant alternative to Obamacare which is just anything else they want Americans to let the insurance companies go back in unfettered no regulation pre-existing conditions all that stuff um, you should pay more should get less out of your 
out of it. In fact, uh, when they criticize the president and say, oh, well, you know, people are losing their health care plans that they like, and he lied about that. It's like, yeah, they're losing their shitty health care plans, revealing that Republicans would love for you to have shitty health care. It's like, oh, you don't get to keep the shitty health care that we want you to have? He's going to get you something better for cheaper? And they were criticizing him for, you know, the website having snafus and outages and people temporarily losing coverage while they were transitioning. Now, that kind of paint, those are valid arguments, except it paints the Republicans into a corner because of their profiteer, predatory-based, back-asswards plan from the Stone Age or the days of serfdom, at least. There'd be a lot more of that. So if they were to implement their plan, they've set up all the arguments against it already. Good thinking there. And this is the thing. It's all about good thinking. I'm not telling you that the Democrats are right or the Republicans are right. And I don't want you to go on the show and be rah-rah our side horse race politics because that's stupid and distracting. I want you to employ your critical thinking skills that as an advanced hominid, you have. Don't trust the left or right just because they're left or right. Democrats and other so-called lefties, by the way, keep shifting further to the right, supporting things like apartheid. So you should use your critical thinking, your skepticism and the Socratic method to inspect the world around you. If that happens to land you in a political camp afterwards, then so be it. Look, I don't want to attack people I disagree with a little bit on something uh, such as the economy or owning guns or practicing your religion. I'm not going to attack you on that. I think that once we acknowledge that to a lot of these arguments there are bounds of reason, then we can decide where the line is on things like regulation or background checks for guns or things. I mean, that we can decide that there are bounds of reason and then have a debate that's realistic. I have no interest in just completely demonizing your side and anyone who claims that's the case is lying to you. Now, some things are very wrong with this country, clearly, and getting worse. Uh, for example, here in this beautiful town of San Francisco, where Mutiny Radio is located, um, we are seeing an influx of the super rich and an exodus or gentrification of the poor and middle class, and uh, the city is becoming a little less liberal. The once iconic liberal American city is uh, soon emerging as a conservative haven for the libertarian rich. Now. I'm talking about civil libertarian. I'm talking about tax evading libertarian. Uh, I mean, there's a tax on our democracy all across the country. Voter suppression in North Carolina. The GOP arguing that voting is un-American, specifically early voting. But they're trying to argue that voting is un-American. Go figure. Trying to argue that... <laughs> The Constitution and the Declaration were written by God, even though I believe Thomas Jefferson wasn't exactly in that camp. But their new, the newest immigration reform from the GOP let millions stay here in this country, but just not be able to vote. So essentially, indentured servitude. That's what they want. Make sure that uh, the top state elections um, have a GOP bias. They'd like that. They'd like any election referees to just be in their camp uh, for the lobbyists and the super rich. And these are the sort of things that we talk about on the show. Your issues of importance, I will definitely talk about. You just let me know. Uh, 415-550-0511. You can also email me if you're listening to the show later on the podcast. The Stranger, that's me, The Stranger at earthling.net. Earthling, because I'm totally uh, from this planet. Now, there are other inequities that it really bothers me to talk about, but of course I'm going to. Um, 
and this is actually uh, there this is a mixed good and bad news of course uh, michael dunn the florida man who fired into a car floor full of teenagers unarmed teenagers killing one because he was standing his ground against their loud music. I didn't know that when you were standing your ground, your ground meant public space because they were coming out of a convenience store. I didn't know that was his ground and not those teenagers. And uh, I didn't know that standing your ground meant that you could get in your vehicle and chase them as they're trying to drive away from you and fire into the vehicle. Now, he was found guilty of attempted murder of the teens who survived and then found not guilty of the first degree murder charge of 17-year-old Jordan Davis, who did die. So, now a lot of people are saying, oh, well, look at the bright side. He was found, he'll probably be in prison for a long time because of those other charges. Um, yeah, it's there is a principle here. You can't set a precedent that you can just get away with shooting someone because of their loud music. And part of it was that the prosecutor opted for first degree instead of second degree or manslaughter. And they are, here's the really good news. The prosecutors are going to try that charge again in May. And they're able to do it because uh, I guess it was a mistrial. It wasn't, um, I, I, I misspoke. He wasn't found not guilty. He was, um, that was a mistrial on that charge. And he was found guilty on the other charges. The law is weird, man. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't become a lawyer. Um, but uh, yeah, the recent verdict um, sparked nationwide debate on racism in this criminal case, just as it did with the George Zimmerman case one year ago and uh, the controversial stand your ground laws. But uh, hey, I'm sure that those stand your ground laws will, will co the country will come around on that real soon, won't they? Now, in most self-defense cases, you have to make an attempt to get away and not chase the person down. Um, but in Florida, there's no such requirement. You can do that. You just fire at anyone and it's self-defense. And uh, these stand-your-ground laws are on the books in more than 20 states. Now, and I, what was an obvious case of stand-your-ground in Florida, um, Michael Giles, this is a U.S. airman, was sentenced to 25 years in a Florida prison for shooting a man who was attacking him in the leg. That's right, he didn't actually kill the guy. He got 25 years for shooting the guy in the leg, which is what I think everyone should do if not kill the person, right? Don't kill the person, just try to stop them if you have to shoot at all, uh, which, you know. But this guy, he made a call. He's like, I'm standing my ground, I'm shooting the leg, and he got sentenced, uh, even though he was just leaving his, uh, you know, residence. Now, could be because this guy was black, the, the shooter in this case. And if you look at the statistics, people who are white and argue stand your ground get a, uh, get acquitted much more often, at a much higher rate than people who are black and try to use stand your ground. It's interesting. Why that disparity? I wonder. I guess it's probably just a coincidence, right? Now, and if you have any question that there is some problem with racism in this country, just whenever an unarmed black teenager is shot and killed or something like this, something in that realm happens, just go to Twitter and read some of the tweets. I'm not going to read them. They're horrifying. But there's just all these things that black people are not allowed to do in this country safely without threat of being shot uh, or harassed by police, stopped in frisks. I mean, they can't just go on a snack run to 7-Eleven or listen to loud music, as we know, or wear a hoodie, because those are all suspicious activities deserving of execution. Um, 
drive in their car with a white girl, they can be assaulted for that. Appear in public in New York City, the police will assault them. They can't walk on the wrong side of the street, apparently. Wait for the school bus, because sometimes that's suspicious. Drink iced tea in a parking lot. Seek help after a car accident. We talked about that case uh, last year. Uh, inspect their own car or property. Uh, police shot a man for doing that. Show up at their job. I believe that was in Florida, too. Uh, there was a police uh, department profiling someone for showing up to his job. Um, kindergartner who threw a temper tantrum had police respond. Buying clothes at an upscale place like Barney's or Macy's. That is suspicious. Buying clothes. How could... What? Uh, be a 13-year-old. Enter your own ha home. Or, as we know here in the Bay Area... Lay down in handcuffs and get shot in the back. That is, that is the reality that they face in this country. I'm gonna go to some music and calm down. Here's Led Zeppelin, The Ocean. Something to think about.
face behind her Her fiery green gown sneers at the grassy ground Blue are the life-giving waters taken for granted They quietly understand Once happy turquoise armies lay opposite ready But wonder why the fight is on But they're all Flashes, trophies of war, and ribbons of euphoria. Orange is young, full of daring, but very unsteady for the first go round. My yellow in this case is not so mellow. In fact, I'm trying to say it's frightening like me. And all of these emotions of mine keep holding me from giving my life to a rainbow like you. But I'm a He knows everything. But Jimmy, Jimi Hendrix, and you are listening to the Stranger in a Strange Land podcast here live streaming at muniradio.fm. 
going to give you the new website, miniradio.fm, and uh, also the podcast. It's all over the web, The Stranger in a Strange Land. So, uh, yeah. Little Charles Mingus, this song is called No Private Income Blues. And what better music to play while we talk about the economy? Well, research just uh, the end of last month came out revealing that the wealth gap is bigger than anyone thought and growing. Oxfam's new report, Working for the Few, is getting a lot of attention. Uh, the biggest news is that the combined wealth of only 85 people, the world's richest 85 people, comes in at $110 trillion. That's over $10 trillion each. Uh, equivalent to that, think about this, this is 85 people have the same amount of money as the poorest half of the world 3.5 billion b that's with a b billion people the wealth gap in the united states is greater than just about every other developed country uh the uh, oxfam report says only chile mexico and turkey are worse so we're the fourth worst of the developed countries Ooh, we're in the top four uh for income inequality and um yeah it's pretty sad now the thing about this is it's it's getting a lot of attention which is good the inequality issue is uh actually starting to appear on the radar of gatherings like the world economic forum pages of the wall street journal the financial times this is a new admission for the rich to see this and they're feeling threatened in fact last month i'm sure you heard about this tom tom perkins a hyper wealthy libertarian venture capitalist right-wing kind of rich guy uh writing in believe uh, what paper was it uh yes the san francisco chronicles what did i tell you about this this city this uh liberal progressive city um wrote that there are parallels between what the progressives are doing talking about the one percent and what nazi germany was doing to the jews yeah that's right the progressive war on the poor american one percent the rich the poor rich. I mean, they have no power. They have no resources. They're, they're victims, right? It's exactly the same. The Occupy movement, when they were getting pepper sprayed in the face, really, and, and when police were hitting them in the gut and busting their skulls in and uh, their eye sockets, that was that was actually the equivalent of what, what those protesters did to by to the rich by doing that was like putting them in the ovens. That's that's pretty much what he's saying. He's saying it was crystal knocked is what he actually said. And uh, I'm not going to read his whole idiotic perspective, but this is exactly the skewed perspective. The 85 people who now own as much wealth as 3.5 billion, they aren't the winners. They're the persecuted, being exterminated by Hitler. Now, I don't know if you know about the concept of Godwin's Law. This is the idea that it's also known as uh, reductio ad Hitlerum because it's like reductio ad absurdum. It's absurd. And as soon as someone is losing an argument, if the argument goes on long enough, usually on the internet, then they will resort to Hitler or Nazis because they don't have any other way of winning the argument. And that has become the new standard. In fact, Tom Perkins is not the first person to do this. Back in 2010, billionaire Steven Schwartzman said about uh, t a proposal to tax his private equity income not even more, just at the same rate as everyone else's taxes. That's all. Just at the same. Egalitarian. He said, it's a war. It's like when Hitler invaded Poland in 1939. 
Those are his exact words. I, maybe I made it sound a little more excitable, but those were his words. Supermarket mogul John Katsimata said, Katsimata, I don't know how to say it, in 2012 uh, of, of tax increase proposals, Hitler punished the Jews. We can't have, we can't have punishing the 2% group right now. I don't know where he got the 2% from, but meanwhile, the anti-tax activist lobbyist who made all the Republicans sign a pledge to not raise taxes, Grover Norquist, insists that the Nazis were for a higher marginal tax rate. And you know, you're, you're right, that's what made them bad. That's the one, when I think Nazi, I think, man, that higher marginal tax rate that they were in favor of, that was the problem. That's the problem with Nazis. Really? Is that what you, that's what you think, Grover Norquist? Hmm. AIG CEO Robert Ben Moishi declared that anger over his bailed out company's bonuses were, quote, just as bad. Oh, don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. As lynchings of African Americans in the Jim Crow South. I want, to, I want to repeat the first part of that because the second part is really, you know, inflammatory. But the thing that he's mad about, the thing that he said that about, was that when his company was bail, his company's bonuses for the executives at the top, that's what they got bailed out by our tax dollars. And we got angry about it because those are our tax dollars that bailed out their unnecessarily large bonuses. When we got angry, that, our anger, was what was just as bad in his mind as lynchings. So this is where they, they are, and the reason they feel this way is because they feel they're losing. They have advisors and economists and people telling the wealthy and increasing their anxiety uh, that moods against them, even globally, are turning against the super rich and that ultimately could prove very hard to control. Uh, even with the Republicans and the Democrats and Obama on their side, hey, they're starting to pivot onto this income inequality track. You had the Occupy movement a couple years ago. You even have the Pope now speaking out against the dangers of wealth concentration at the top. You have people accurately pointing out that all you're doing is hoarding. You're not putting it in the environment. You're not or you're not putting it back into the economy or the environment. You're not creating jobs. You're not spending it. You're not, you're not starting new businesses. You're hoarding trillions of dollars to no one's benefit. And uh, they feel they're in deep, deep trouble. Maybe not today, but soon. Uh, with the 30 richest Americans owning as much as half of the poorest U.S. population, so about, eh, you know, kind of similar to the world numbers, the bottom half of America owns a smaller percentage of the national wealth than almost all other countries and continents. The 1.1% of America's wealth owned by the poorest half is less than the poor halves in other countries. So in Asia, I'm sorry, in North America, it's compared to Asia, Africa, Latin America, India, the United Kingdom, China, we're worse off, actually. Our poor are worse. Now, I want to say that's percentage-wise. Um, a lot of those countries, the poor, have much less resources and money or clean water. So that's important to point out. But uh, we're getting, relative to our richest in this country, we're getting screwed more. Uh, there's less mobility. So when they have this, conservatives have this argument that, you know, you can just improve your situation with hard work and opportunity. Well, actually, um, <laughs> research has shown that economic mobility is lower in the U.S. than in most other developed countries and lower than in some undeveloped countries. America's middle class is further from the top you know, hey, middle class, keep fighting the poor. Poor middle class should fight each other and not focus on the rich, right? Because 
middle class, you can become rich someday. You're just so close. Actually, the middle class is further from the top than all developed countries. They're the, that's the farthest gap. And extreme inequality means that people without homes are freezing to death. Uh, I mean, children are not able to get food. And the stock market grew by $4.7 trillion last year. Hey, you know how much it would cost to get give every homeless person shelter for a year, for 365 days? $4 billion. So you still have $0.7 trillion left over. I'm sorry, no, you'd have... I, I did the numbers wrong. That's $4.7 trillion versus $4 billion. So you'd have plenty left over. You'd have 4.6-something-something uh, uh, trillion left over. And everyone would be able to have a home for a year. That's only if you uh, just taxed a tiny percent uh, out of out of that those stock market earnings in one year. Now... This is the class war. When we talk about class warfare, it is not the people being pepper sprayed or the people starving in the street that are waging class warfare. Okay, it, who are the real perpetrators of this? Right? Is it the restaurant owners fighting a tiny raise in minimum wage for their tipped workers, who, as we know, tipped workers have incredibly low wages? Is it Apple and Google, who we now know conspired and colluded to keep their wages low? Or is it, worst of all, the Koch brothers, who have secretly been keeping their donors uh, hidden away? They just recently did come out that we know who they are, which is awesome. Um, they, someone just left the... Uh, <laughs> the list of donors out in public and then we found out who they were and actually i have to give a tiny amount of uh, credit to harry reed here because he got into it uh a couple weeks ago and and really called them out and said look these these are not non-profits these are not social welfare groups this is what Citizen United has done. Citizen United has allowed them to put all of this stuff towards the political process, and we have two brothers who are trying to buy the entire country and spending their dollars on governor races, the state level, huge amounts of money around the country to defeat their uh, rivals in the House and Senate and um, hiding all of their efforts, and it's disgusting. It's enormous amounts of money that they're spending to buy our political process and as a country we keep subsidizing the rich we keep giving them kickbacks where does the w real welfare go it goes to them if you want to look at the larger number of it and and i gotta say even though i just gave a little credit to harry reed democrats love these super PACs and citizens united just as much as the republicans do so uh make no mistake about it now the republicans on the, on the other hand are a little worse because they are actively trying to cut all of your benefits they actually passed a farm bill that cut food stamps by eight billion dollars when we could get that money easily as i've just told you <laughs> they cut food stamps and at the same time they didn't even save any money because they expanded corporate farm welfare. This mostly goes to large corporate farms, not small mom and pop farms. So do not let them lie to you about that. $7 billion. So they cut food stamps by $8 billion for the poor and then gave corporations $7 billion. Hey, look, they saved a billion dollars. Fox News, meanwhile, uh, on the just on a quick aside about food stamps, was lying, lying, liar, liar, fucking pants on fire saying that in Colorado, now that 
pot is legal, they people can use food stamps to buy pot. No, it's completely not true. It was one person that said, hey, what if they could do this? And then the next minute, you know they can do this? It's completely, they are lying to you. And one last thought on what we could do as a country, uh, aside from some of the other proposals that have been mentioned and that, you know, we, we talk about on the show and I'll go into, I'll talk about some more later, but uh, you know, we could have public banks. We don't need private banks. I'm not even saying you would socialize all of them, okay, um, before I start getting phone calls at 415-550-0511 or emails at thestranger at earthling.net um, calling me a Maoist and all that. Listen, I just think we should have both options. The private option and the public option and see what the free market decides because I know what I would. I know where I'd put my money. And, uh, it's not where my mouth is. I guess it is. I don't, I don't really know what that metaphor means. Uh, we're going to listen to some music and we're going to come back and tell you what's going on here at the station. We're having a lot of fun. So, um, some little jazzy, a little folk from the sixties. Here comes Donovan and, uh, and some other stuff. I'll just let you be surprised. Listen to the stranger in a strange land on mutiny.
come into this life The son of a woman and a man who lived in strife He was tired of being poor And he wasn't into selling door to door And he worked like the devil to be more kind of poverty now upsets me so night after sleepless night I walk the floor and I want to know why am I so alone where is my woman can I bring her home have I driven her away is she gone colored beast I grow weary of the torment can there be no peace and I catch myself just wishing that my life would simply cease there you go of course little Crosby Stills Nash and Young one of my favorites 4 and 20 and uh, even though that song really doesn't literally describe where I was at 24, it's kind of a, I don't know, it's kind of, kind of just feels, feels like that part of your life, you know? And a little felonious monk with Bimsha Swing as we tell you what events are going on here. Now, hey, you know, speaking of uh, possible solutions to all this economic inequality, there's a great documentary out called... Inequality for All uh, by former Labor Secretary, economics professor from Berkeley, Robert Reich. Brilliant mind. I mean, we've reported, I've quoted his articles and played his audio from his uh, blog, um, robertreich.org, I believe. Robert Reich, just look him up. Um, He's great. And uh, he has this movie, and I've seen it. It's wonderful. You should see it. In fact, you can see it here at Mutiny Radio next Thursday, February 27th at 6 p.m. And we're going to be part of these watch parties that they're organizing. And, uh, excuse me, he's uh, he himself, Robert Reich, is going to be on a conference call with the watch party so we can ask questions. Uh, the other thing we're going to do, is, so that's next uh, Thursday at 6 p.m. I would highly recommend you come. If you want to have your own watch party, you can go on uh, his website and do that as well. And um, the other thing we're doing that's really cool is the Young Turks. Um, I know a lot of you guys watch the Young Turks. They're the largest uh, web news show um, ever 
and um, they are having different meetups in different cities, and the one for San Francisco is here at Mutiny Radio, first Tuesday of every month, 7 p.m., so uh, check that out. Now, tomorrow, or today, depending on your perspective, here at Mutiny, uh, Sugar, whose uh, monthly show is, you know, you gotta catch it, it's it's only once a month, and then it's gone, you wait for next month. Uh, she's on uh, 6 to 8 p.m. with The Genie, an eclectic artist working with a slide guitar, pedals, making live music right on the spot, his collaboration with many local Local artist has been growing for a decade. Mini Radio and Sugar is proud to have Genie for a free show only for you, San Francisco and Bay Area peeps. So come on down. The other cool thing, too, I want to mention is um, you know, spotlight different shows every week. Diamond Dave. Diamond Dave Whitaker, you know him, you love him, and the Common Thread Collective every Friday. Uh, come on down here. There is an open mic for beat poets. I never know when I'm going to come here. Sometimes it's like some kind of um, Roma music with like you know, accordion and, and folk and violin. And sometimes it's like, you know, freestyle hip hop. And other times they're just reading like old poetry from the fifties. And sometimes they're, they're chanting. I mean, we, we, we were very active during the, uh, Occupy Wall or well here, Occupy San Francisco protests. And, uh, speaking of which they mentioned him on their website, Occupy Wall Street. Um, they, which they have some events coming up. So also tomorrow, uh, 3 PM help protect San Francisco's healthcare security ordinance and uh, fight for a single payer. That is at 518 Valencia at 16th Street, two blocks from the 16th Street BART. Uh, they're gonna have David Campos, who's uh, San Francisco supervisor for District 9 and health policy consultant for the San Francisco Labor Council, Paul Kumar. And uh, of course, the Occupy Forum over on Mission Street. Uh, t- yeah, 2017 Mission Street is on Monday at, from 6 to 9. They have that every week. So um, go check that out. They're going to have an awesome singer-songwriter, David Rovix, voice of the Occupy movement and the opposition. You know, he writes and sings songs about the Iraq war, anti-globalization, Chelsea Manning, other Occupy issues. So go and check that out and lots of other things. And if you're really into uh, the fight for uh, labor politics, um, check out Labor and Love, Labor Love uh, on Saturday mornings with B- uh, Bill Morgan. That is an awesome show. And uh, it's going to be on uh, a few hours after I'm off. So, you know, after I'm off, Tuck in, get some sleep, wake up early. Instead of putting on cartoons, get your cereal and listen to Mutiny Radio. And I've got a whole bunch of other stuff coming up for you. Got some international news and politics. We're going to try and make some sense of what's going on because, man, it's some shit's fucked up. I'll uh, go back to some folk music here. Actually, some fun kind of 60s tunes that I've had stuck in my head this past week, uh, like Cat Stevens. So stay tuned, Mutiny Radio.
minute break And that's all you take For a cup of cold coffee and a piece of cake People who've been working for 50 years No one asks for more money Cause nobody cares Even though they're pretty low And their rent's in arrears Matthew and Sam Matthew and Sam Matthew and Sam the phone number one more time for any of you live listeners out there but these wee hours of the morning it's 415-550-0511 this is the stranger again and um I, you know i would like your opinions because they might differ on a lot of these things uh there are protests and in some cases riots all over the world unrelated in different countries just people are fed up and i'm not gonna say that i agree with uh all protesters or rioters. I mean, some of them are quite violent. Some of them are, uh, you know, right-wing reactionaries. Some of them are uh, extreme left leftists. Some of them, uh, some of the governments in question are on the, the right or the left. So we'll talk about some of them and uh, what's going on. Um, in Venezuela, security forces and demonstrators faced off in the streets, burning barricades in several provincial cities, and protests escalated after President Nicolas Maduro's socialist government. At least uh, five people have died since the violence broke out, and the most serious unrest in Maduro was uh, narrowly, uh, or since Maduro was narrowly elected uh, last year. And there have been lots of injuries and arrests. The protesters are mostly students, and they want Maduro to resign. They blame his government for violent crime. Kind of ironic if they then go violently protest. Although a lot of that is uh, the security forces shooting into the crowd. Um, high inflation, product shortages, alleged repression of opponents. That's never good. I don't care what your political uh, allegiance is. You don't repress your opponents. No, you don't. That's not. That's. Uh, that just tells me that you're, you believe you're in the wrong. You don't believe your own position strongly enough. And here's another thing that's very telling. They're taking away the cameras from journalists at gunpoint. So, uh, yeah, that doesn't sound like the good guys in that situation. Uh, look, both sides uh, have a bit of angel and demon in them. So, And another one of those very <laughs> kind of... Uh, a little bit of this, a little bit of that in the Ukraine. Anti-government protests sparked by anger that President Viktor Yanukovych... 
Oh, man. <laughs> I need to take a class in pronunciation of, like, Russian names. Viktor Yanukovych was driven, driving the country toward uh, closer ties with Russia. A lot of them want to be part of the EU or at least closer ties to the West. These... Uh, this anger has spread and escalated in a state of near national emergency. Now, some of these protesters, it's different groups. Some of them are uh, liberal and, and some are pro-West and some are pro-Russia and some are right wing and some are reactionary and some are just straight out pro-fascistic. And uh, it's very scary it's what's going on there. Um, they've spread out from the capital of Kiev and have brought tens of thousands into the streets. Uh, two people at least have died. Um, a 55-year-old man was found hanging. They don't know if that's, you know, some sort of statement, something symbolic um, of the protests. This was in one of the squares of Kiev, and his cause of death is not fully known. Yanukovych and his uh, supporters argue that his political opposition have spurred protesters on to occupy government buildings, claiming that uh, the optics of a popular uprising is in fact a mask for a centrally directed coup. Is it, or is he just saying that so he can justify the violence uh, back against the protesters? Meanwhile, in uh, the Ukraine's Burkut riot police have been violent and fierce, brutally beating protesters and... Um, What's really going on in the Ukraine is is uh, really interesting. I mean, Yanukovych had already been in a treaty agreement or had, was ready to sign one to uh, with the EU and then pulled out, did a 180 at the last minute, uh, deciding not to join, and that's what made people angry and um, decided to be friendly with Putin. Uh, and as a result, you know, to get favorable treatment from the Russian government. And protesters think that this this would benefit ordinary people to be more aligned with the EU and uh, its economic powers than um, Yanukovych, who basically is only represented by the corrupt interests of the rich in Russia. And so while that violence um, did move away from the capital, the Russian state Duma uh, recently passed a resolution slamming foreign politicians and anyone interfering in those uh, affairs while Russia itself was interfering and the EU and uh, <laughs> the United States, embarrassingly, uh, things coming out about how we talk about the EU behind its back, for example. And uh, the U.S. adopted a stance which, which hints at another planned regime change. And, uh, you know, of course, there have been violent riots and uh, people throwing torches and invading government buildings. And uh, certainly the police are not any better. There's reports that the government itself is instigating violence, as are reports in many of these countries. Meanwhile, in Brazil, the situation uh, is an important reflection of anger against the uh, austerity and neoliberal politics as they're bringing in the World Cup. Uh, these sporting events there, uh, while they're not political, are showing how, uh, you know, they, they want to just pretty things up and then ignore what the priced out locals and what's, you know, the poverty in that country. And so they are saying, you know, we would rather, as much as we love soccer in Brazil, we would rather not have the World Cup at the expense of clean drinking water. How about that? In Thailand, hundreds of thousands of protesters blocked polling stations uh, over the weekend. The country's election commission stated that the contentious vote would be postponed until next month and Reuters summed up the protest context. They're the latest chapter in the political conflict that has gripped the country for eight years, pitting the middle class of Bangkok and protesters from the south against the poor supporters. You guys, middle class should not fight the poor. You are not that far apart. You have more in common 
than you do with the guys at the top. The latest violence is likely to add to Thailand, Thailand's deepening political divide with increasing fears of civil war and military intervention. So, uh, frightening stuff all around the world. And um, I'm not saying that this is the right way to go about change, but uh, I'm also not going to judge your situation because when people are up against the wall, sometimes the only way out of the corner is to fight. That's I, I'm not endorsing it. It's just a reality. It's a fact. And uh, it's certainly more justifiable than the rampant random violence that state actors take against civilians. In fact, after five years uh, of after Obama's first drone strike, the U.S. is still avoiding the legal responsibility for civilian casualties and um, total drone deaths in Pakistan have topped 2,000 and uh, Pentagon officials are still reticent to really uh, talk about what's going on. A lot of that stuff is done in secret. I mean, most of it's done in secret and um, they're talking about launching another drone strike on an American citizen overseas. Associated Press's Kimberly Dozier reports that the Obama administration is divided over whether or not they should kill an American citizen. You know, it might be bad optics. It just might not look good. Um, they say he's accused of planning attacks on Americans, but they can't give you any more than that because that would they can't really tell you why they're going to kill him or what, what threat he might pose because that, of course, would be a threat to national security. So they might kill another American. And here's the thing. These may be bad guys. The four Americans that have already been killed, although one of them was uh, Anwar Al-Awlaki's son, who we don't know had any... They still can't give us any reason why he needed to be killed at all. Um, it's just his teenage son. Um, other than being Al-Awlaki's... But even, even the ones that you could say are bad guys, they're... American citizens, and first of all, I, I don't think we should be using these drones at all. It's excessive force. It doesn't, uh, it, do it isn't in within the constraints of international law. But he, as an American citizens, it's far outside constitutional law when you don't give them due process. Due process. You remember that? Remember that thing? I mean, are we living in a post-constitutional America where the president can just declare you a threat enough to have you assassinated, anyways, without a trial? By robotic death from above or death. special ops team. There's a lot of things we don't know about how these drones work and what's going on. I mean, we, who's being targeted? It's very shaky, especially with the signature strikes and just, you know, if you're in the general vicinity of looking like the right gender and age of someone who could be a terrorist. Filling in for flat black plastic. Smoke signals is in the house, y'all. We'll be here till four o'clock extra. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna play this Anthony Braxton mix for my man Flat Black Plastic. I know he loves it. Let's do it. That was bad too. Okay. After the second silence, then I'll tell you what. Okay. You ready? Thank <laughs> you. 
Thank <laughs> you. 
in here. going on people we have another another day smoke signals you're back earlier edition it's like 139 <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna do it early because uh flat black plastic didn't have his show the man's yeah. in there said he was gonna you know cut out and so we start early yeah he was like he told bi last week like yeah you guys want to step in and I think he might be proud of, you know, right. playing the Anthony Braxton. I, yeah. I salute to him because yeah. he's, he's always on that out shit. Oh, yeah, he's dope. Uh, so, yeah, we just out here doing it. It's a beautiful day. 
heard the rain is coming, so get your umbrellas. Hopefully the rain is coming. We need it because shit is bad. We, you know what I'm saying? That's the real true problems right now is that we are running out of water. <laughs> Straight out of water. Because, you know what I'm saying, the river is dry. We need that rain. <laughs> we got all this bottle, so-called bottled water and everything. Yeah, just, we, we need this. Shit is crazy, man. Yeah, it's crazy. The earth is doing its thing, man. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, we got a beautiful show for you. We got all this good shit. Queasy then went record shopping again. Came yeah. back with all kinds of gems. Under ones, <laughs> yeah, man. Came on another. Man, yeah. Shout out these. Uh, Shout out at least I, I give it to uh, Rasputin and yeah. Amoeba. They came out and had a few gems, man. What? A, my boy, you know, Georgie's in town. Right. So Georgie's in town. He's doing his little soccer ch coaching thing. So nice. He hit me up like, what's up? Buddy? And I was like, let's go. I'll show you the few spots. And that one spot, too, that's in the cuts, that by a tree. Man, they got some under things. Great prices, too. Yeah. That's the whole thing. They got some good prices. Is that on the they. one with the little the warehouse, the big uh, space? Yeah, one of the little... I community see and shit. I, like, I know Queasy don't know. He know about this. <laughs> in the little beauty salon next door. And yeah, the, yeah. the button store is next door where Bree gets all her buttons oh, done. Oh, what? Yeah, it's right next door. Nice. I was like, oh, this is the button. <laughs> it's the buttons. They saw the Crypto from Air thing. They're like, oh, we did that button. I was like, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. We got all kinds of shit. Like I said, uh, we got some good music coming up. We can just scroll through the day, you know what I'm saying? Give y'all some good music. Talk about some good shit, the usual. Uh, let's yeah. get into some music, man. If I get let's do it, man. Let's, <laughs> let's let, yeah, let's get to lift our spirits a little bit. You're gonna have some for the people out there. This one, everybody know Curtis Mayfield. We got to move on up with the people, y'all. You heard it here first, smoke signals. Curtis Mayfield, moving on up. Let's get it. Supreme Best 
smoke signals in the building, y'all. Hope y'all having a good time. We're out here at 21st in Florida. You know what I'm saying? You could join us. We over here. I mean, the weather's a little better. It ain't that bad. Something's going on. You know what I'm saying? And we in the building. All <laughs> oh, this shit's crazy. So, actually, here. I wanted to announce a few events and shit. You, you know what it. I'm saying? And uh, we could get shit going. Basically, there's a... Uh, what's that? Tonight. It's Saturday night. We'll be at Upper Hate. You know what I'm saying? Um, we'll be at Upper Hate. Check us out at the Red Vic. And... Uh, you know, it's going to be going down. Francisco had a campaign. It'll be Dregs One, Hazel Rose, and all those. A lot of a lot of dope artists. The Artist Tree Revolution. Let's get into this Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> Little Wing. You heard it here first. Lord, when I'm sad 
Production. Yeah, he was back there doing his thug thizzle. That was Bobby Bird. Keep on doing what you're doing. I like that one right there. <laughs> Keep on doing. The titles back there, though, was just to the point. Uh, Keep on, on doing what you're doing. doing. Don't stop till you do what I'm saying? Don't take no mess. Uh, I think it was probably written by James Brown, too. Basically saying a lot of James Brown lyrics going on in there. <clears throat> I ain't even heard of Bobby Bird before. Maybe, maybe I have. Have you heard of Bobby Bird before? Nah, I haven't. I mean, to say like he's from Georgia, he's part of the JBs. You know what I mean? I guess right. he did his little under thing. But yeah, it was written by Bobby Bird, Brown, James Brown, and Fred Wesley. So oh shit! But produced by James Brown. <sighs> Serious. Anyway, before that was Jimi Hendrix, Little Wing. Is that it? Little Wings? Uh, live version. I, I don't know where that was. It doesn't. Just say it's a 1982, you know, type of remake, reprise records. Right. 45. But yeah, the Jimmy Hendrix. Yeah, from the uh, reprise from the Jimmy Hendrix he be concerts. He'd be making the guitar chirp. He was like uh, extreme blues. That's what he was. That's what I call it extreme blues <laughs> to the higher level. Other shit, huh? Yeah, that Jimmy Hendrix. Uh, before that was, of course, the man himself, Curtis Mayfield, with Moving On Up. People have sampled that. I love that sample. That's the dope ass song in general. <clears throat> Kanye did the, I think it was Just Blaze who sampled that. You know what I'm saying? You can't go wrong with that one. Dun, 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 the horn section. Dun, dun, dun. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah, he just, they, they, they flipped it to the way you could get it sounding. You know how the new arrangement of DJs could right. do that? Yeah. The, the tempo's different, mm-hmm. but it's yeah. still the same exactly. melody. Like, yeah. whoa, yeah. okay? Yeah. So I guess he flipped that. What album was that off of? That was the. Was it the third one? The late register? No, not the... What was third? The Big Brother? The Big Brother, my big brother. Yeah, that was... Uh, yeah, so yeah. it was the second album. Right, right. Second album. Because that was the one with the... Ding, 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 ding. The Maroon 5 and Slow Down, homie. Yeah, the Maroon 5 one was dope. Yeah, that was dope. <laughs> oh, we got the phone ringing. Anyway, it is... We still, like I said, it's an early show today. And uh, we are going in today. We got all kinds of good stuff. I think today we might not have... The, you know the Dolphy break. We might have uh, what's my man's name? <laughs> I just drew a blank. Anthony ba- a Braxton break. We might have a Braxton break today, and uh, and go out and do our thing. You know what I'm saying? That's what we'll do. You know what I'm saying? Dolphy break and Braxton break. I like the Braxton break too. Yeah, we got it definitely. <laughs> We're expanding our horizons. Oh, that's the beautiful thing about music. I bought some Albert Eiler too. Some other out shit like. Shout out Meezy. That was Meezy that called. Oh, uh, what's up, Meezy? He said we coming in loud and clear. He's like, hold on. I hear y'all talking, and you talking to me, though. What's going on? I was like, because of me, I was talking. I was like, ah. 
But yeah, we on early for those. <laughs> Shout out Flat Black Plastic. You know what I mean? We love his show too, man. Yeah, that shit's dope. And uh, he let us come in a little hour early, so we actually would be starting in about ten minutes, five minutes. <laughs> in five minutes, and we still we going. We already in there. We already went for our first yeah. quarter. <laughs> <laughs> our little tweet. Yeah, we played a little. What did we do? We did. Oh, we already talked about yeah, it. I'm high school. Move on up. Yeah, All that beautiful music. High school Saturdays. But yeah, let me let me get back and tell you about the since we had that thing or whatever. Yeah, I was bullshit. talking about the show. Yeah. Um, there's a show tonight. Right. Make sure y'all go to the Red Vic, Red Victoria Theater on Upper Hay. What's that? Right, like a block down from Amoeba. Right. Um, and it's a campaign basically going on for Francisco Herrera. You know what I mean? Uh, right. He's running for mayor. Mm-hmm. He's a family friend, cool cat. You right. Know? Um, he been doing nonprofits and all type of things mm-hmm. for like 20, 25 years. Maybe. Nice. So it's gonna be the Dregs one, Hazel Rose, myself, uh, a lot of other artists. Uh, a lot of other artists will be a part of it too, man. It's, and he's gonna perform it because actually, uh, Francisco Herrera, he's a guitar uh, and a poet. Oh, that's, that's how dope. I know him. You know, right, like right, right. He used to come through, you know, Macondo and shit oh, like that. Come back back in the days and perform. So yeah, him, Sojari. Uh, Flavia is going to perform mm-hmm. W W I think that's his Francisco's son Is part of a group Oh okay So he'll be there uh, Krisha R.E.M uh, He's a, he's the brother That's helped throwing The whole, the whole right. organization And whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mike Evans I met him He's a brother man He's like doing his Stand up type of thing oh, okay. he, was, he was funny he was, he, I ain't seen him perform yet But I'm looking forward to it Because he was a real cool cat oh, You could tell You know like yeah, oh, okay, yeah. You know. oh yeah I'm definitely hitting that tonight so yeah, it should be a cool thing, man. Right. Seven to ten, seven p.m. to ten p.m. I don't know if there's charge. Probably just whatever come in, mm-hmm. you know, whatever support. They probably have some snacks and stuff. Right. And just a good vibe. Everybody's doing like ten minutes just to contribute their piece. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So that's going on. We'll, we'll announce another show later on. You know what I'm saying? We got there's another some show shit coming up. Yeah, there's a lot of things going down. <laughs> a lot of good music. Uh, you, you, I'm like I said, hit this man and found some gems. 